This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. morning, this is Frida Liu. You're listening to Open for Business. The Autism Cafe Project ACP is a labour of love that came from a father's concern for his autistic son's well-being and future independence. For people on the autism spectrum, socialising becomes an elaborate task due to the way their minds work. Uh, from the initial plan of providing a space for children with special needs to impart a sense of purpose in their lives, the Autism Cafe Project has evolved into a platform to train autistic youths in the entrepreneurial spirit and help them achieve a sense of independence. I'm here with Mohamed Adli Yahya, founder of the Autism Cafe Project, to better understand his drive and motivation behind the initiative. So good morning, Adli. Morning, Farida. When did the Cafe Project uh, start and what led to you know the to you starting it? Um, the project has been ongoing since 2017. Mm-hmm. It was registered in 2016 and it got into operation January 2017. So I guess it's already about Five years, coming to six years already. Right. And, yeah, it, it just started with uh, a makeshift of two tables by the roadside. Mm. And five years after that, coming to six years, it has morphed into a proper cafe with a proper setup of a kitchen. I, I'm, I'm particularly pretty proud of that. Right, uh, right. We started this without, without any help from others, with entirely on our own. Uh, and uh, why we started this project, um, it's mainly because of my son. He's uh, autistic, nonverbal, mm-hmm. and he is not in the category of highly intelligent individuals. You know, he's mm-hmm. not that in the category. You know, autism is a spectrum. At right. one point, you have very high, highly intelligent, mm-hmm. and another point, he, in, in a severe case, he's not either one of those. Right. It's somewhere in the midpoint, you know. Right. But the worrying part is always uh, in my mind what's going to happen to him uh, when I'm not around. And I right. want him to lead a full life as, as we are. So right. that actually drove me to set up this project. Okay. So that you call it a project, but it is, uh, it's, it's a social enterprise, right? Uh, it, is. Okay. it is. Okay. It is a social enterprise. Uh, we are not an NGO, just to be clear. Mm. But we are a social enterprise and we are registered with magic. Mm. as a social enterprise. I can imagine like five years ago, what was it like trying to start this and getting people on board? Tell me. It was quite difficult because I have no experience in doing FMB stuff, you know. Mm. The best for me is cooking Maggie. That's about it. (laughs) I don't give a hood about cooking. I don't know. So it was quite a difficult task, but Mm. I knew this is the uh, thing that I need to do to my son, you know, because... Mm. He has certain abilities, and I want to uh, focus on his ability, you know, mm. which he likes water. Mm. And the, the most uh, suitable work for him that he can be done and he can communicate with others is to have a cafe. Mm. So it was difficult. We sold our car. Um, I left my career, and I started this knowing that this is the only chance that he can move forward with his, with his future, mm. living his life to the fullest. And I think somehow or other... To my standard, I think we have achieved it. And then he's living his life now together right. with his friends. Right. Okay. So when you started this, how old was he? He was, uh, I think he was about 18. Yeah. Okay. We sent him to school. Mm. We sent him to school, but um, it doesn't feel any result that I wanted, you know. Right. 
uh, he couldn't respond to my instructions or not, you know. Mm. Um, I guess I'm, I'm not blaming this school, maybe because there's lack of probably qualified teacher, there's mm. lack of the right amount of teacher to accommodate the numbers of students there. Mm. I can't blame them, you know, but mm. the way they taught Lukman wasn't the right manner. So I took him out mm. and when I placed him over at the cafe and taught him uh, in the correct manner, hmm. it was lips and bounds. He has improved a lot. It was heaven and earth, you know. Right. I, I'm so pleased at what, what I've done. And, and uh, the fact that we have hired others, it, it gives me more pleasure to do this on and on again and again. You know? Right. And so when you started, you said you gave up your career. What were you doing? I was running a Standard Chartered Foundation. Right. I think about two years, and uh, um, we we parted in a good manner. Mm. And I started this um, because, as I said, um, I think the parents is the best person who can open up doors of opportunity for them. So right. that's what I did. It wasn't. I, I don't see this as a big sacrifice. I right. see it's something that I need to do. A father needs to do this. Right. Thing. I'm hearing your story and I'm getting goosebumps, right? And, you know, Ali, you actually moved uh, at first from Community Canteen, right, in uh, SACC Shalam, and then now you're at the Diamond Mall in USJ, right? Why the shift? Okay, uh, just to give, give you an idea, mm. when we started this, it was by the roadside, okay. and then we moved to an organization called I Am For You. I don't know, nowadays they call it Rakita in a second. Okay. We managed to get a spot over there for three years. Mm-hmm. After that, the owner wants the building back. We moved to SACC Mall. Mm-hmm. Uh, for two, uh, we were there for two years, and then COVID came and hit us. Mm. It is, uh, we were affected like everybody else. We have right. to close the cafe mm-hmm. because there's no customer. Mm-hmm. And we recently opened up in uh, last November, uh, and this coming November, it'll be two years in Diamond Mall. Okay. So that's how it goes. Okay. And, and of course, patrons know that the, the staff are autistic? Yes, they do. I always greet the customer and mm. tell them this because I need to manage their expectations. Yeah. Sometimes they just walk in without knowing they are walking into a special cafe. Mm. So we need to brief them and manage their expectations. So far, we have no issues. Uh, the, the, the patrons are very, very uh, accommodative. Right. Now, I want to know, like, what does it take? Because yeah. uh, there's running the business and then there's running the team, right? What did you learn about running a business uh, in this whole process? I would say you have to uh, be creative, you mm. know. Like the one uh, I told you earlier, uh, we uh, were in SACC Mall in mm. Shah Alam for mm. two years mm. and COVID hit us. We actually change our business model. Okay. We don't rely much on our customer walk-in because we learn already. Right. If something happens like this again, we, 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 we'll be closing up again. You know. So yeah. we don't want to go to the similar pattern. You, you, have, mm. you never know what's going to happen in future. Another outbreak, maybe mm. we don't know about that. Right. Mm. You know. But then again, we knew uh, we have to change the uh, business model and we have to accommodate their liking. You know. Right. Uh, our voice liking. So what we did was we do we concentrating now on more on delivery and catering. Okay. Because it's easier. Uh, and let's say catering, and you uh, there is an order for one hundred yeah. meal pack, and it is let's say ten ringgit a pack. Mm. So you're talking about a thousand ringgit already, you know. Right. So it covers it covers our operation and our cost, our daily cost. And and um, the thing is this: when you do catering, mm. likelihood it will be like. One main meal and few quays, you know? Right. 
So if you do that, you work with the boy, you've got to understand them. If you have, let's say, five dishes to prepare, mm. they got confused easily. Right. Easily. If, you, if there is a walking customer or five walking customers, chances are they order five dishes. Right. And they got confused. Right. You know, that's where the time they put in they put in ketchup in the okay. uh, in the curry la, okay, you know, okay. all the stuff you know now uh, concentrating on catering will be much easier for the boys okay because it's the same thing right it's a repetition right. and they, they work better that right. way it's not about us you know it's right. about them so we need to clear the business model they're liking towards them mm. they're all boys they're all boys uh, autism strikes for uh, boys 4 to 1 Right. So okay. it's, it's small boys, you know. That's okay. why the color of official color of autism is blue. I see. So, all right. I, I want to yeah. know then what is it like? Like, how many staff has gone through? How do you train them? In just a moment, I'm here with Mohamed Adiyakia from Autism Cafe Project. Stay tuned to Open for Business, BFM 89.9. <laughs> BFM 89.9, The Business Station. morning. This is Frida Liu. You're listening to Open for Business. I'm here with Mohamed Adliaya, founder of the Autism Cafe Project. And basically, it's it's a labor of love that came from a father's concern for statistics, son's well-being and future independence. How, how many boys do you employ at the moment, right? How do you manage them? Okay, we have four boys at mm. the moment. They work uh, in pairs every day. Right. And cumulatively, we have trained so far about 52 individuals with autism. Some of them are working now in Cha Time. And we are collaborating with Hilton Gardens in Puchong. We are collaborating with them, uh, knowing that these are the platforms that they can pursue after they uh, they are good, you know. Okay. And um, how do I manage them? I want them to live their life to the fullest. Mm. So the cafe does not only employ them, mm. but we engage them into social activity like going to the movie, going to the picnic, walk mm. about and do charity work. Mm. Do you know that every Friday they make a meal packs and deliver it to strangers in need? Wow. You know, now you're looking at they are helping others as opposed to uh, the public mm. helping them. They are now helping others. Mm. This is part of a uh, living life that I want them to be involved in. You know, so so far I'm happy with the result. They are happy. We in fact we gave to uh, meal packs to the homeless, mm. to the uh, B40 family, mm. to the orphans. We have five orphans with us, and they, we are on regular giving them uh, meal packs to them. You know, I'm happy with the process here. Yeah. Right. So you've trained 52 people, and then so they then go on to like you were saying, working in hotels and 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 what. Yeah. So they're also doing that kind of work, and they understand, right? Because actually, most people will be bored with repetitive work, but they find great pleasure in repetitive work. <laughs> Yeah, right. my, my, they, they loved it. You know, my son made bracelet. Mm-hmm. It's a repetitious work. You know, mm. you can turn this repetitious ordinary skill mm. into extraordinary skill and it's earning, the, it can become a source of income to them, you know. Yeah. My son was doesn't know the concept of bracelet when he introduced this to him last time. Right. But now he's managed to break his own bracelet and he's selling it about, I think, about <laughs> roughly about 500 to 600 a month, you know. That okay. is good enough, you know. Right. Is there anyone else helping you in running this or you're, you're the, the main person? 
the kitchen side will be handled by my wife and the frontliners and the communication wise I'm dealing with it now you know we try to hire uh, an individual working mm. with uh, with us yeah but it doesn't jive very well they, they, you know, because sometimes they yeah. do need to you need to understand them first, right you know? it's not easy because you if they want to run a cafe and then leading a team is two different things right and there is not yeah. you know it's challenging enough Right, <laughs> you know, as it is, and then the the patients to deal with with uh, you know individuals oh. with autism, right? Now, if you yeah. look if you look at what you do as well, right? How can I guess the, the government support? Does do you need something like this, or you know, what kind of support would you be looking at, for, even from the public? Uh, you know, if you want to donate to us, by all means, you can donate. Right. But- but, I would say this: It is more profitable. It's a, it is more a win-win situation mm. if you can support us in terms of buying stuff. Right. Uh, us, you know. Right. If you have a birthday party, if you have a gathering at your office, or if you want to have a gathering at the cafe, I mean, come over and use us, you know. Mm. Because if you're using us, you are contributing the uh, the uh, yes. survival of this project, right. and you are helping the boys to work, you know. Mm. So that is a win-win situation. And when you, you ask us to do catering, we'll bring the boys out. Right. This is where they can meet people. This is where they give to the public the impression that it is not all hopeless. Mm. You know, you heard about autism. It's a hopeless case. Yeah. They, are, uh, they have tantrums. and uh, But not all. Right. So if public sees this, yes. they might change the perception of autism and they might create a wonderful environment for our boys to thrive on, to right. live their life. Right. So it's a win-win situation. And, and I, I say it again, donation, yes, it's good, but it's better to have it this way. You know, right. can support us in yeah. buying things from us. It's right. more profitable and a win-win situation. It's more sustainable. It is. It right. is better. You are so correct there. Mm. So that's one way. Do you think it is something that, you know, has anyone asked you and say, can you open another one somewhere else? I mean, I'm sure you've had these requests. Yes, we have. Uh, in fact, uh, we have spoken to... Um, couple of uh, individuals as mm. well as uh, organization so we are hoping to open up one in Kuching now uh, we hope to open up few more you know but the thing is this doing this business the main focus is not about making profit you right. know parents sometimes sometimes the individual came in and asked us how we make profit out of it you know mm. and I felt this is the wrong individuals you know mm. because you have to focus on the boys. Mm. The money comes in second. You know, mm. it will come in. Right. But the right uh, frame of mind has to be there first. So, so we are uh, we are in discussion with a couple of uh, individuals, and we hope to open up uh, another ACP. Uh, my dream is to have have an ACP in each state. In right. That's my dream. So I'm just wondering as well, like, what did you do during the pandemic with the boys? Right. I mean, how did they survive? You know, of course, catering then came about, but before that, right? Uh-huh. You know, how did they survive? Um. It, it was a trying time mm. when when uh, pandemic first came in, and I remember the first pandemic mm. when you can't go out anywhere. Yeah. Know? So it was it was a quite a trying time because these individuals are very structured. You know, mm. the morning you have to wake at eight. Uh, mm. By eight thirty, you have to finish your your bath. Mm. By nine, you have to have breakfast and stuff. They're very structured. Right. And once you disrupt, disrupt that structure. It was yes. very hard on them, you know. Right. But what I did with my son and mm. the rest, mm. we 
always try to find chores for them to do. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, during that particular time, I was trapped in my kampong in Kota Baru. So mm-hmm. the kampong, is, uh, you know, the yeah. compound is very big. Yeah. So we asked them to, we asked my son to sweep the floor, la, to okay. sweep the garden. La, <laughs> right. It's like a child labor in a way, but you know, it keeps them occupied. Yes, la, you know? yes. So uh, the, the only thing that we did during the first pandemic that hit us yeah. was to keep them occupied with housework. That's all. Right. Okay. And now at least I think parents, you know, when they know that the kids can, there is an outlet, they can earn a living, you know, the parents, I think that's the biggest worry, right? For most parents, what happens when I'm gone, right? Can you, you know, you you can't really expect the siblings uh, to take care. Yeah. Okay. So now, okay, the plan is then to open more, uh, you know, one in every state and all that. And the the best way, as you say, is that for, and okay, there's people who walk in and there's people who cater. So you prefer to build up the the catering side of the business? Yes. Okay. But, uh, as I said, um, it, it has, it, each of these two sections has its own part, uh, play, play to, uh, has its own part to play. Like, you mm, know? Mm. Uh, catering basically generates our revenue. Right. And uh, walk-in, actually, we do a lot of social activities mm. which enhance their life. As I said again mm. earlier, mm. you know, we uh, every Friday we cook, we, we get a team of senior citizens to come over uh, to our cafe. Mm. And we get teenagers, normal teenagers, to come over at the cafe and they work together with our boys. Right. So if you do that, you create some kind of uh, Community. Uh, environment where yeah. they can socialize, you know, like mm. normal, like us, you know. Mm. And the senior citizen is doing their part. They don't have any work at home. They came over and they mm. contribute, you know. Mm. So it, it, it's kind of a place where you can meet and be comfortable. We have we have Adrian at the cafe mm. who refused to go home because he's so comfortable at the cafe. <laughs> we asked him to work for three days a week. Instead, he worked six days a week. <laughs> you know, it's a place for them that yeah. they're comfortable with. You know, you, right. you remember the uh, this series called Cheers? Yes. It's okay. Everybody knows it's your name. Like that, you know. Okay. Uh, yes, everybody knows your name. So they are happy there, you know. So it's kind of comfortable to have that. So we need a place like that, as right. well as catering to support our existence. Okay. You know? So you take care of the operations. Does the does the wife then come up with the food? She's the backbone. I can't survive without her. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, anything else you'd like to add, Ali? Uh, you know, for people who want to support this, as you're saying, catering, uh, come by yeah. and just see. And if anybody wants to open one in every state, they should be in touch with you. Yes, please. You know, I, I'm so looking forward to open up this. You know, autism doesn't strike us in Subang Jaya alone. You yeah. know? It strikes everywhere. You right. know, so having them around, yeah. you know, they will grow up. You know, yeah. one fine day will go off, you know, yes. and they need to survive mm. and they need to lead their life. Mm. So how's the best that we can do it? You can't rely on the government because, mm. you know, uh, chances are they won't be, there's so little of, yes. uh, not many work available for them. And, yes. and people sometimes don't understand them. So the best is to create on our own. And when we create on our own, we understand them and we create this mm. according to the ability. And mm. chances are it will be a success. You know? and you, I mean, uh, yeah. we are the proof. Yeah. We have been surviving for six years without any uh, dependent, uh, any dependency on the government. Mm. So if we can do this, 
the rest we can do that. Yeah, I think what's brilliant is because what you're doing is also you're helping these kids and, and the hospitality industry needs staff, right? And it's a, yes. it's a big labour yes. shortage. And so if you can fit them in the right place, and you know, this is a, yeah. you know, it's a you win-win. Know, somebody needs to clean the plate. Yeah. Somebody needs to clean the table. Somebody needs to serve the customer. Mm. So rather than you hire those who are, um, you know, the foreigners, yeah. Yeah. might as well as you hire them because... If you tune their ability to the task given nicely, it will be a definitely a win-win situation. They work hard. They don't know how to lie. They don't know how to cheat. They only know how to work and give an instruction. I tell you, if you come over to the cafe, you will see how hardworking they are. No? Thank you. Thank you for the work that you're doing. I've been speaking to Mohamed Adil Yahya, founder of Autism Cafe Project, and you've been listening to Open for Business, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.